All right, we are live. All right, hello, hello, champion parents, and welcome. Welcome to Parenting in Rhythm, formerly known as Mommy Talk. First of all, I want to say happy, happy Women's Day. Happy Women's Day. Um, so Parenting in Rhythm is a community-based uh, movement built around conversations and shared resources and empowerment. Based on our research and experience, it is evident that knowledge, support, and parenting skills increases empowerment and decreases and or eliminates feelings of despair and, alien and even alienation. Um, so today, today we are uh, talking about uh, living a life of family and um, or living a life of legacy, living uh, legacies. And so I'm so excited that we have our uh, special guest uh, champion parent, uh, Corliss Elizabeth Williams. And we also have our returning uh, guest, Liana Metley. So if you guys, let's just welcome them, give us Send them some welcome spirits. I know we can't welcome, hear you, welcome. but uh, chime in. Yes, chime in on the chat. If you guys have any questions, uh, you want to uh, send us a message, uh, please chime in on the chat. Uh, so I would like to give a, uh, uh, let's see. Also quickly, I want to go over Women's Day. No, yes, okay. <laughs> Y'all know I always do this. Anyway, uh, Corliss Elizabeth Williams is an artist and she's also a CEO and owner of the Lori Estate. Um, she was born in Metro Detroit. Um, she's a graduate of Pratt Institute before founding uh, the Lori Estate, uh, a woman's resale and vintage boutique. She worked for more than 10 years in editorial arts. Uh, direction and graphic design at news-based organizations in New York City. Uh, she's a proud mother of a wonderful little girl named Amelia, aka Emmy. She is uh, four, going on 40. Hello. Corliss cannot imagine a more perfect person to spend uh, so much of her time during, uh, especially during the pandemic. Uh, they currently reside in uh, downtown Farmington, Michigan and uh, continue to learn, grow, love um, on one another more and more each day uh, during these interesting times, to uh, say the least. So uh, first we want to welcome um, Sora, so, uh, Sora, Lord have mercy, she is my Sora. <laughs> um, but uh, Corliss wants to welcome you um, and thank you so much for agreeing to come in and, and chat with us this evening. Thanks for having me, it's an honor. I've been looking forward to this. Yes. Me too, me too. Mm -hmm. So just quickly, uh, Women's Day, um, a lot to be celebrated here. Uh, Women's Day is a global holiday and it is uh, celebrated annually on March 8th. And it's to commemorate the cultural, political, and socioeconomical achievements of women. It is also the focal point in the women's rights movement and uh, bringing attention to issues such as gender equality, 
uh, reproductive rights and violence against women. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out. You know, we have all these enterprising women um, on this uh, Zoom today. I really wanted to give a quick shout out to Miss April. She doesn't really know that I'm going to shout her out, shoot her out, shout her out, however you say it, but very proud of her. Uh, she just graduated uh, with her esthetician um, license, if I'm saying it correctly. Sure. Um, but I am looking forward to uh, uh, Miss uh, Miss April and her esthetician skills um, to help, you know, beautify me with uh, prerequisite yes. prerequisite beauty. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready, Miss April. So congratulations! Woo yes, congratulations! It's been six yes. long months, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, yes. Yeah, so we um, we have a little special treat that um, Liana is going to share with us um, on this beautiful Women's Day. So I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> well, thank you, Lisa. So I am so glad to be back here again. Um, and I am going to shout out an amazing local woman business owner, Black woman business owner, um, someone who I get to call a friend and a mentor, and her name is Carla Walker Miller. And so Carla Walker Miller is one of those people. It's like, if you don't know, now you know. And I just wanna just put y'all up on her. So Carla Walker Miller is the founder and CEO of Walker Miller Energy Company, Energy Services. Um, it is a 20 year old company um, and they are amazing. They're right here in the city of Detroit. Uh, she is a black woman founded in enterprise. And so that is to be celebrated right now. And just to give you a little bit about Carla, um, she's an amazing visionary. She leads with empathy and tenacity. Um, she was one of the first in the beginning to come out um, and, and publish an op-ed in which she instituted a $15 per hour minimum wage. Um, and she resolved to recruit team members who embrace the company's culture of excellence. And then she also focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I can even say before it was a buzzword. Um, so Carla Walker Miller, she has done some amazing things. 2014, she graduated from Detroit inaugural Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. Uh, she's been honored by the Michigan Roundtable for Diversity and Inclusion, uh, the Humanitarian Award, Distinguished Business Leader Award by the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. Um, so many awards that it is just amazing to be associated with her. She's been acknowledged by Cranes, the Detroit Free Press, the Edison Electric Institute, DTE Smart Energy, Smart Magazine, Essence, Forbes, Black Enterprise, MSNBC, and others. And this is Detroit, okay? She is a Black woman here in the city doing her business here. So, um, so today um, for National Women's Day, I want to celebrate her and all of her amazing accomplishments, her fabulous, hardworking team that she leads. Um, she is a mother. Uh, and a hard worker for um, small businesses, for women. And I can personally say that she is an individual who, if I call or I send a text, she makes time. And she did so just this morning for me. She serves on so many boards. So it's not just from her boardroom, but it's also to the boardroom on so many different organizations from workforce development to schools and colleges and things like that. So again, like I started, if you don't know Carla, now you know please get to know her. She is a woman to be honored and to be praised. We want to give flowers while people are alive. And I appreciate Carla for all that she has done and continues to do. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds phenomenal. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you so much uh, yeah. for sharing that. And, and Corliss, thank you for allowing us to uh, allow someone else to share your uh, your space uh, today. Um, but we we do we want to welcome and uh, highlight uh, these awesome women um, in Detroit. And so I'm again, Miss April. I'm going to be quiet and for a little while. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So welcome, Corliss. Yeah, welcome, Corliss. Thank you for your phenomenal speech, uh, your woman empowerment, um, Leona. Um, we appreciate you for coming on again um, and joining us again here on Parenting and Rhythm. So, Leona, tell us a little about a little, little bit about who you are. So, um, so I guess I'll start with like this. I always try to start with like the work stuff. I'm going to flip it. So I am a Detroiter. So I live in the city, born and raised here, grew up through DPS uh, schools. And uh, so I'm a mother, I'm a wife, um, a very civic minded and community involved. So I do a lot of um, support for my son's school, um, as well as just other organizations. I sit on a couple boards that um, really kind of Kind of challenged me in terms of being socially involved and uh, so those are a couple of things I do that's who I am um, I like to just spend time relaxing now that we're in this pandemic uh, my child let me just give a shout out today was his first day back in school today thank you um, to all of the teachers all the educators all of the school staff um, his school did an amazing job he goes to Detroit Enterprise Academy shout out to um, his uh, school, the principal, everybody. So, um, so today was a, a blessing. To, uh, after one year, that child went back to school. <laughs> yes, I know it was a really good, good day. I saw my timeline and realized um, schools went back in session so soon. I wasn't sure, but I saw a lot of um, first day um, activities uh, for children returning back to school. Yes, yes. A shout out to your son on his first day. Thank you. Yes. yes. So Corliss, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I always try to, it's always like starting with the work stuff too, but um, I, so I'm from here originally. Mm -hmm. I graduated from West Winfield High School. And then after graduating, I ran off to New York where I lived for almost 20 years. Nice. Um, I went to art school as, um, went to Pratt Institute and I got my degree and communications design. And that led me to working in publishing where I, uh, I, I pretty much, I didn't work in any design studios or anything. Really my whole career in New York was just in magazines. So the first position that I held was at the New York Times Sunday Magazine and I was an assistant and like a junior designer there. And then from mm -hmm. there, I kind of that was my, you know, I grew my sea legs and was able to work at different publications. I was at time for almost five years um, during the Obama administration, which mm -hmm. was exciting. And then after that, I worked at Bloomberg um, Markets and other and, and Oprah and just a, just different freelance things and, and staff positions throughout that time. But I always had a passion for just being the artist that I am. Um, and you know, those were, those were very um, creative yet corporate jobs mm -hmm. because they were graphic design jobs essentially. But my um, passion was always still with, with clothing. And 
it's interesting even talking this out. Like when I worked in magazines, I never worked at a fashion magazine. It was always just like hard news um, or business, but I kind of had this just passion for fashion, I would say, mm-hmm. that being uh, vintage clothing. And so from there, I, um, I, I, I started my business in Brooklyn and then the story unfolds. I don't know how much you want me to. to oh, to, however you want to just divulge. But it's interesting. So you went from fact writing or um, news reporting. Did you ever do any editorial pieces on vintage clothing or clothing? What got no, you so, interested in clothing? Mm-hmm. So I was a. Uh, I'm. So my background is in art direction, and so it's more of the visuals. Um, so I'm not a writer. I'm. I, I'm a graphic designer. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So um, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, just the publications that I worked in, I didn't have any specific stories about fashion. I'm sorry, about vintage fashion. That was just always kind of done, I guess, outside on my, on my spare time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So what does legacy mean to you in the Lori estate? So the Lowry estate is named for my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also an Alpha Kappa Alpha. So I'm a third generation legacy of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. Um, and the name came to be just as a result of just what I remember of her and stories that I always um, heard and pictures that our, our family has endless pictures just between my my own immediate family. My father's a photographer. My brothers are all photographers. Um, just always kind of capturing our, our family from day one of birth, really. And my grandparents, they traveled all over the world. So I kind of have memories of when they'd come back from their trips. Um, their favorite place was Hawaii. And they went to Hawaii for several years in a, in a, in a row after their retirement. And I just remember sitting in our in their basement as a family like looking at all of their slides all those like yellow kodak box slides in the carousel and seeing where their their travels and um my grandmother also like i i still have a um a tunic that i think came from morocco mm-hmm. and just different little tchotchkes that she would get along the way in all of her travels you know bells and she loved angels and um, different, she loved vases. So just like, you know, she would collect things like she went to Egypt and there's this picture of her riding a donkey. Um, that's kind of my iconic photo that I use for the Lowry estate. So I just, in terms of legacy and also my mother, she is also just like the epitome of, of fashion and um, sophistication and between my grandmother and my mother, I am very blessed and fortunate that I had them as role models, Um, not only as just strong women in my life, but and also of course it's an added bonus that they loved clothes (laughs) just just as much as I kind of came to love clothes. I'm sharing this piece. I know I saw that one shot. And, yes. and I and I and I did look in the screen because you were going to make me crack up and and uh, <laughs> and make me lose. So I was purposely. 
purposely looking at April's face the whole time so that I didn't laugh. <laughs> so thanks for that I was little like, prank what there. What is that? That. <laughs> It's a it's a pet that I got. So Corliss, sometimes she has her. Uh, she'll do the. Uh, she'll uh, be at the Eastern Market, yeah. and I went there. And I'm telling you, I have fought. I'm I am so in love with this piece. I love it, and you know, and I still. I think I got it like three years ago. Yeah, but I just I I love it. <laughs> I think that must have been one of like it's a it's a it's a pen right. It's a pen. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember everything. Like I always say that my clothes and my jewelry, like Amelia obviously is my baby, but my clothes and my jewelry are like my babies. And and I like pretty much um, the way that Laurie started, you know, was that it kind of was just like the story of my family. And then that evolved into clothes that my mother eventually stopped wearing and that's where, and my focus also is um, 70s to 90s vintage fashion. Um, I do that on purpose just because that's when I was born within that time. And also just uh, the, the cuts still fit the modern day woman's body. You know, it's not this like fast fashion cookie cutter made for someone without curves, like, you know, ill-fitting clothes that kind of come out of the factory these days. So um, I was also just taught, you know, like leave the house looking a certain way. <laughs> and and um, I teach my daughter that right, right, you know, right now at the age of four is to kind of keep that going, that sophistication and legacy going. You know what? And that's one of the concepts. That's one of the things I, I love about you. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to give a quick like this. And this is for actually all three of you um, ladies. Um, so one of the things I love about uh, Corliss is that um, like her style is, I mean, it's just beautiful. It's, it's very chic and it's unique. Um, and I can say that actually for about all three of you are, and I'm so glad that you all are here and to connect together and, you know, who knows, I love making connections. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, Liana is the same way her, her style, she's very chic and unique and it's just different, you know, mm -hmm. um, April, again, another person, very chic and unique. <laughs> And it just goes to show like you can spend a lot of money on clothes, but you also are okay with the bare minimum and something that I'm trying to teach my daughter. Cause I'm like, the clothes do not make you look good. You make the clothes look good. And it's the way you put things together. You can look like a million bucks and spend $5. I mean, it just depends. I mean, sometimes don't get me wrong. Cause I know, I know everybody on this call has expensive taste sometimes, but you also are able so you'll you'll make some things work and and pe and, and turn heads all day long. So mm -hmm. anyway, I just had to well say that. to that to yeah. that point. There's another black-owned business that I'm going to shout out called the Stort Collection here in Farmington. I mean, I went there the other day. I go like I don't know quarterly, I guess, and I completely raid their racks. Of this time, it was all of the five T and six T clothes. Beautiful just beautiful clothes and nothing caught. I don't believe, first of all, I don't believe in, in spending money on clothes for kids. Like I just don't like, I mean, obviously basics like underwear and undershirts, like I'm not right. going to like, but, but other just what I've taught Amelia too is I, you know, I call it the one of a kind store. And if she ever is kind of like, 
where did you get this? Cause she's even, you know, she has other influences. Um, so sometimes she'll kind of be like, where is this from? Thinking like, maybe I got it at Target or maybe I got it, you know, at, at Somerset Mall or something. And it's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter where it came from. It came from the one-of-a-kind like kind store. You're one of a kind, mm-hmm. you are amazing. And eventually when she starts learning about money, at least for me, it'll be about like, you can look fabulous on a budget and it's a matter of taste and style. And just like you said, like you can, you can go out and spend 80 bucks on some like Kate Spade skirt for your toddler, but just, I don't know. I don't believe in that. So much, there's yeah. so many, not to mm-hmm. mention just the, the sustainable fashion factor that goes behind it. It makes me feel good knowing that I am essentially saving the earth by not contributing so much to just all this stuff that comes in. Um, you know, reusing clothes is, is like a really good just practice. Mm-hmm. And then most importantly, we're teaching our children the importance of knowing who you are first and develop your personality and your characteristics so that that can shine through with whatever outfit you exactly. choose. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the most important thing along with contributing to, you know, the recycle um, theme or recycle, um, you know, saving the earth. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's important for us to teach our children who they are. And like Miss Lisa said, you make the clothes, the clothes don't make you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think that's so important, especially when it's like now that with social media, everything is like name brand and, Mm -hmm. you know, they have these like competitions where these kids just go out and shout all their designer out. Mm -hmm. And I was raised like it didn't matter who the labels were. It, Mm -hmm. It mattered how you how you put it together. Right. So can you take, you know, some items and put them together in a way that makes you feel good. Because to me, that's what fashion is, right? Fashion is, you know, utilizing these garments, you know, uh, textiles, whatever it is to, you know, to really add to it's, it's, but it's no matter how much you pay for it, you know, like behind me, I have this, somebody was like, oh my God, is that a piece of art? I'm like, no, that's a, red tutu that I bought and there are days when I've worn it to work or I've worn it you know because I felt good and it made other people feel good too so you know for me fashion is is disposable but in the in terms of like I don't need it to you know I don't need it to sustain me I sustain the fashion mm-hmm. nice I thought it was a piece of art too it looks so mm-hmm. good in place yeah. <laughs> if you look good you feel good that's what i heard growing up yeah so mm-hmm. if you gotta rock that to work go for it yeah yeah and it's not about the, i mean i can think of some of the things that i get the most compliments on are, are the items that came from walmart or yeah. from you know meyer it was just a mm-hmm. little something that i layer on with something old like i when my mother passed i have so many of her old blazers or things like that that I'll layer on with something current right now and it's 30 years old so yeah definitely definitely that's really wonderful that we can you know just use so many different avenues as opposed to going to spending hundreds and thousands almost dollars we can just Mm -hmm. be creative and recycle um clothing yeah so um Corliss how was your business created 
It first started, so yeah, again, just my family having an abundance of clothes. I kind of, I guess the first step was I would always go into the basement and look at my mom's clothes because she would switch out her winter, summer, mm-hmm. you know, do the whole thing of switching of seasons. And sometimes I would notice that certain things would not go upstairs for a year or so. So mm-hmm. I, after a while, this is when I was in college, um, I'd kind of be like, hey, mom, when's the last time you wore this? Can I have it? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I could, I, you know, I would fit it or um, she's still the same size. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very much not the same size, so I cannot fit her clothes anymore. But at the time, I was able to, to, to fit in like rocker clothes. And then I eventually started just thrifting. Like when I lived in New York, I discovered all of the vintage shops and I would go thrifting. Mm-hmm. But then when I noticed, of course, that those shops were incredibly inflated and realized too where they were sourcing things from, which essentially was in every place outside of New York, especially seeing like Detroit is like mm-hmm. the creme de la creme of, of getting amazing pieces. So before just the pandemic, I, I'm looking back and it's funny. It's like, remember when you could fly and you could take an, like a suitcase on the plane that would cost a, like weigh a million pounds and it didn't cost anything. Like I was that person who would come home, go thrifting, pack up a huge suitcase of stuff, go back and like, some of it was for me, but other, most of it was like for friends. And mm-hmm. I would just, we do clothing swaps and um, share clothes. So that's kind of where the whole Lowry give, like keeping it in the family comes in for me and like having a story to tell, like having clothing swaps with friends on a Sunday afternoon uh, was just one of like my favorite memories because people would come in with one thing and then leave with a bag of other things. And you kind of know that this, that this article of clothing came from someone or someone could come in and say, this was my grandmother's at one point and, or my mother's at some point. And so that was where this whole, this like sisterhood of, of clothing came in for me. So eventually in having just an abundance of clothes, there was one day where I had a rack in my apartment at the time. And a friend of mine was like, you know, Corliss, I think you have something here. Like everything was color coordinated because my whole store is also color coordinated. I'm like OCD like that. So it's, it was, um, they were kind of like, you know, maybe you should do something. So at the time I was married at the time and my ex-husband, he's in PR and he was very supportive of me. Mm-hmm. And he had an idea of doing a pop-up in the Lower East Side. So we rented a space in the Lower East Side and it was a three-day event. And I pretty much sold out of like every article of clothing that I had there. So that's how I knew that I had something. So from there, I um, replenished my stock. And then I started, I applied to the Brooklyn Flea, which is one of the most popular well-known flea markets in the country and, you know, kind of hipster, trendy markets in the country. Mm -hmm. And that's where I got my start, just being out in the public. Mm -hmm. And I eventually got a space in a studio building in in, in Bushwick in Brooklyn. And so that is what acted as my first 
um, just kind of retail space. I use it as at the time it was set up like a store, but because I was doing so many pop-ups, it just acted as like a more of like a studio, a moving in and out studio. So fast forward to that. Um, I did Eastern Market for a couple of summers. Then we found out that we were expecting Amelia and decided that just we didn't want to be in New York anymore. It was just a little too stressful having a toddler and and you know, we both had at the time, we both were on this path of following our dreams of having our own businesses. Mm-hmm. And we thought that just moving back home and of course having the security and safety net of my family was a bonus because my whole my whole family and extended families here. So we moved back um, to Michigan and then from there it was a very seamless transition for Laurie because what what happened was I ended up getting extremely lucky and I found a space here in Farmington that was pretty much identical to the one that I had in Bushwick except the only difference was that I actually have a window. I did not have a window in Bushwick. And now I have beautiful, just one of the walls is basically a pan, a big glass panel window where I get natural light. And then from there, I got accepted to Eastern Market. So it was really this just like swift, seamless jump of doing the Brooklyn Flea to doing Eastern Market to having a space in, in Bush to, to having my space in Farmington. And so from there, that's where I've been um, working. And then just currently, you know, with the pandemic, I, business had, it's bittersweet just with everything that's happened, but with people feeling more comfortable shopping in smaller spaces, more intimate appointment only based, um, situations, Laurie has picked up in that because appointments are happening. And also just, um, yeah, just like the, it's just, I didn't have to worry about all of the other like precautions and or the worries that so many businesses like went out of business. Whereas for me, it was something that people were seeking. And on top of that, because of online shopping, I transitioned um, the, the store to my Instagram, which is where I sell most of my things through as well as my website. And so pretty much every piece that's in the shop at this point has been archived. It's on my website or it's on Instagram. And that's the thing that changed in terms of the pandemic. That's what changed for me was I had like, I, it's, it's a, you have to have an online presence, a social media presence to, to, to succeed. Right. And it's good that you were able to easily transition um, to an, have an online presence um, to accommodate, you know, for since the pandemic has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good. Um, so what's a typical day like for you as a champion parent, um, meaning a parent who's evolved, um, involved with their child, of course, who's evolving and learning. And also, um, so the part is two, a two part question. So what's a typical day like for you as a champion parent? And how do you expose your daughter to your business experience? This I love this question. I love this question. Okay. I can give you I can give you my day from today. It's like, it's a, it'll be perfect. So I woke up this morning. I just got a new spin bike. Like super excited about it. It's in my basement. So that's given me incentive to wake up 
I've been doing it for about a week and a half now. I wake up before Amelia, have to sneak out so that she doesn't hear me. I go into the basement. I've been working out. Come back upstairs. Then I hear little footsteps come down the stairs. And then that's when I know, done. Like, <laughs> now it's time to juggle, multitask, do what I have to do. So it's usually um, just starting out with emails and making sure that all of my social media posts are either loaded so that they're going out for the day because it's like, if I don't post, I don't make money. Mm -hmm. And I have an assistant, but she's in school right now and she's wonderful, but she's also, you know, she has her own thing going on and she has a part-time job now as well. So it's really just me. So I, um, so today, for instance, it's like I did, I did my exercise. I woke up, I did my emails and I had to design some just like collateral. Cause like I said, with my background, I do all of my marketing and advertising as well. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I look up and next thing I know, it's two o'clock, it's three o'clock. Um, we're in the house, I'm looking outside and everybody's walking outside without any coats on. And I promised Emmy, you know, I'll take you to the park later. And then I look up and it's, um, what time is it, Lisa? I texted you, I don't even know. I look up again, it was like three o'clock and I was kind of like, oh, the day is going by and we have not left the house. And I got a couple of calls for appointments. So I had to set up appointments for the week. And, you know, then it's, it's all right. It's all, it's all a blur. So it's just like, after exercising, then I made omelets for us. Then I played with dolls for a little bit. Then I'm checking in with Amelia because I hate the fact that she's on screens all the time, but like, that's the only way sometimes that I can really focus and get these blocks of, of work done which is also why I've been waking up early because if I get a, even an hour of just like uninterruptedness then that's great. So um, then after the day just kind of went by. So then I, then I, once a week, every Monday I go to the post office cause that's when I have to mail out everything that is sold online. So it's like mailing is a whole other task um, mm -hmm. which involves just making sure everything gets in the right place and I have to go to the post office. There's an easier way to do this, of course, but I'm still at a place where I'm just doing it on my own. And then from there, you know, Emmy's like, so are we going to the playground? <laughs> they don't never like, forget. They <laughs> never forget. Right. She's like, are we going to the playground? And like, oh, you know, fuck. <laughs> oh man, I did promise that, didn't I? So every minute counts, right? So so I looked at the clock and then that was kind of when I text Lisa and I was like, is there any way that we can start 15 minutes later? Because I knew that if there was not a line at the post office, which there wasn't, thank God, then I knew everything would go mm -hmm. and I would do a perfect somersault into my seat where I am now mm -hmm. for, for this meeting, this interview. So mm -hmm. that's, um, that's a typical kind of at home day. On a typical day, like what's gonna to happen tomorrow is that Amelia, she's very, very, so patient with me. Mm -hmm. um, she comes with me to work. Like she's, she's in her car seat, she gets out, she has her Elsa book bag, 
of toys and mm -hmm. um, luckily outside of the shop because my shop is tiny she's able to just spread out and do whatever she needs to do on the floor we have a little kitchenette there so if we're there too long you know we have enough to eat lunch or whatever mm -hmm. and when she comes in and and like tomorrow you know i a new client is coming in for for a for a um, appointment at 11 in the morning it's just kind of like we'll wake up we'll go and Emmy's always like, hey, and of course everyone's like, hey, and then she's not disruptive. Um, it's just like, she's just, she's perfect. Like she's just, she's my part, she's my little partner in crime. So as long as she, of course the days are coming now where she's like, I hate the post office. And I'm like, oh man, it's starting. Or like, I don't want to run <laughs> errands with you anymore. It's like, you know, that stuff isn't, <laughs> I see the days are, I see those days are coming to an end, yeah. but at the same time, um, just to go back to the, to the, to the intro that you read about me and school's getting back, we, you know, she's going to be going back to school in the fall. And mm -hmm. at one point for, I know all of us, this pandemic felt like it was going to go on forever. And mm. now even I was explaining to Emmy just what the light at the end of a tunnel means. And I feel like that's coming. And so she's going to be going to a school in the fall and that's going to change our lifestyle that we have now, which is kind of staying up a little late and sleeping in. And it's like, wow, this new school that she has to go to is a 25 minute drive from my house. And she has to be there at 815. I don't know when the last time I've had to like be somewhere at 815 is. So I'm counting, um, I'm just cherishing every single moment that I have with her as I build this business. But I also know that it's been challenging for me because if I focus on Amelia for an entire day and I declare Thursday's Emmy day, just cause I just say that's Emmy day cause she goes um, to her father's on Thursday evenings through the weekend. So I'm just kind of like, that is like the day. I don't want it to be four days of her just coming to the shop with me. And so um, when, when we do that, it's, it's, it like works out, but okay. it's been, a, um, yeah. So I like that you, um, I guess I could say intertwine and have your, your daughter so involved on your day-to-day -day basis. And it's important because I'm sure she'll remember this growing up and, you know, and y'all have a lot to reflect on. Um, what I know about me and my sons, um, my sons are 21 and 22. We have a lot of memories and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, mom, I remember this. Oh, mom, I remember this. So it's important that you can um, continue to create moments because she'll and always keep shopping that. with me. It's mm -hmm. like, I did a collection recently for the inauguration, which I called the Powerful Pearls Collection. And I had to find all these pearls for, um, in honor of, of our lovely vice president. I did a, just, I, I got a bunch of unique pearls in and we went to a counter and, you know, Emmy was like, cause when you go, of course, with someone else, they, people see what you don't see. So we looked at this counter and I was kind of like, help me find pearls. And she looked and and even as soon as we're in the store and kind of styling jewelry, mm -hmm. she'll put like really cool pairings together. Mm -hmm. So she's, you know, she's got it. Um, I took her to Joanne Fabric because she's in this cutting phase of cutting up socks and things that 
<laughs> I'd rather her not caught up. So I took her to Joanne Fabrics and she got a bunch of her own just personal swatches at this point. Mm-hmm. But she's very much in, engaged and infused in my world of of work. You know what? I love that. That's awesome. Um, I you know I made a post a couple of years ago. I said every uh, little girl that has a dial has to learn how to make sock dresses because my daughter made sock dresses and sock tank tops and sock skirts. You know, my mother taught her matter, how to do that. That's how yes. it started. Beautiful. I love it. And yeah, and, one and day the, it's my. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's, 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 well, it's, I just it's, wanted to say, um, I just wanted to give a quick uh, shout out to our uh, our viewers. Uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, we will be wrapping up soon. If you have any questions, um, anything, just uh, chime in on the chat. Um, but also, uh, I think the message here is really to make sure that you are exposing your children to what you do. You know, I have been guilty of sometimes with my kids in the past, I've been guilty of, oh, not right now, because I want to do it. I could do it quicker. But it's like sometimes, no, you got to have the patience and you have to expose them and share and let them share with you because you're teaching them. And I, I thank God for my mother, um, Lord, rest, God rest her soul. But I thank God for my mother, my mother. Um, that's why my daughter loves to cook. It wasn't because of me. <laughs> it was because my mother and some of the things that my son loves to him being a helper. He got those things from my mother because I was somewhere uh, too impatient. You know, I was going through relationship issues. So I was impatient and I, I want to do things real quickly. So anyway, that that's, I, I you know, exposure, exposure kids, include them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So Corliss, what should parents do to create their own legacies? What was that? What should parents do to create their own legacies? Oh, I just kind of to speak to this point, just to piggyback on that. I mean, just um, expose your kids to everything that you do and, and, and to other family members for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I tell Emmy all the time, I'm not perfect. You know, like I'm not, I'm not, um, I make mistakes. Yesterday I put on a dress backwards and I tell her like, you're not the only one who puts on clothes backwards and mommy's put things on backwards too. It's okay. So I'm saying that to say that it involve your kids with other people, ask for help, like, and family members, especially to your point, Lisa, of, of, of cooking. One of my, like both of my nieces um, love to cook and one lives in Chicago. The other one, lives here and she's a pastry chef and so it's my I, I can't I can't make pastries I know how to cook but like to me baking is a science and I'm not great at that so it's like having those family legacies go on is by it's hard with the pandemic but as much as you can just keeping those lines of communication open with family and with friends, you know, your, your born family and your chosen family is not only just my immediate family. It's like, she learned so much from my friends back in Brooklyn as well, that mm-hmm. she would never get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, important. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was saying that was important for us to have a village as Ms. Lisa always talk about. And as she yeah. said about, you know, her mom teaching her things, you know, it's important for us to have a village so that our children can be more well-rounded and not only um, reap from our knowledge, be able to reap the benefits from our village knowledge. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's important. So, um, Qualis, are you working on any special product? I mean, projects? I'm sorry. Well, at the moment, I'm really just because things were naturally slow after the holidays. Mm-hmm. Now spring is here, and so I'm just I've been just doing a lot of research and development on different sales and and my main thing that I'm doing right now is I've been asked by so many people just over the years if I do consignment and I was always like no 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 but then after um I was recently on the on live in the d last month and they featured the shop and as a result of that press I got a lot of phone calls and I kind of just saw that as a sign as like you know there's a demand for this People in the, in this area do have very beautiful things. Let's just go with it. So I've been doing my research and writing up a contract. And that's kind of my project right now is just how to, um, and, and this is also too, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm naming it, my mother's maiden name is Sheffield. Mm-hmm. And I've had this as well, just in my head, and I tested it out before, but now that I have a pinpoint focus on it being exclusively for high-end designer products, whether vintage or modern, mm-hmm. it's going to be called the Sheffield Collection. So I already have that, that I'm running with. And then it's just going to be me doing a curation of whatever local or from afar, you know, consignment requests that come in I did my first one last week with the woman who had a lot of beautiful jewelry I've been posting jewelry a lot lately and that's been going over really well so it's fun because it's um this I mean this is definitely more of like a business project than the fun styling stuff but I have to I always have to think in both ways, you know, I have to put my business hat on and I have to be smart and I have to look and see what other brands are doing. And every day I just want to be better and see how I can be better. And that goes like personally and professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we always evolving. We're always trying to uh, become better. So, you know, we take today's failures and make a champion out of it tomorrow oh i like that that's really <laughs> yeah okay that's a book i'm like okay t-shirt. let me write that down okay t-shirts yeah. i know that was awesome yeah <laughs> so Cortez, can you um share final words of encouragement do you have any followings you would like for me to share i could put it in the um chat box for our um for our viewers um Oh yeah, spell the Lori Estate. You should put spell your business it? in there too. Uh, yeah, spell it. Oh, um, yeah, the so it's the word the and then L O W R Y Estate. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram is at the Lori Estate. All one word. So T H E L O W R Y Estate. So is it at the Lori Estate or at Lori Estate? at the Lowry estate okay mm-hmm. okay do you have um a facebook yep and it's the same the Lowry estate okay and the website is the Lowry estate.com 
Awesome. Very simple. So can you share some um, final words of encouragement? I would definitely say, and I'm teaching my daughter this, to realize that you can do whatever you put your mind to, which sounds very cliche, but it really is I'm learning how to take risks and follow my heart. Because if I had kept applying for jobs and my industry that was failing at the time because print magazines were just you know print was print was dying mm-hmm. but I had this other thing so mm-hmm. when it got to a point where I got laid off for my last job I was just kind of like what am I good at oh here I'm very 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 blessed to have this other thing that's been over here and is very underdeveloped but I have a chance to like grow, to like grow it. Like here is my time. So of course, no, of course the shock of getting laid off from a job forces you to have to pivot and it puts a fire under your butt. And if you have a dream sitting there to do that, my advice is to do it. There's no other better time than to do it. Especially now we can't wait. Yeah. And so it's, it's, um, you just can't wait around and you can't wait around for someone else. And I've also learned the biggest thing is just outside influences. I've had to learn how to listen to my inner voice a lot more and not be discouraged by people who tell me that I can't do certain things or that's not realistic. It's like, this is my life and I'm going to be the one to decide, or I'm going to be the one to experience if it works or not your opinion doesn't, isn't relevant. So I would just say, follow your dreams. I love that. Um, Basically, bottom line, do it, do it, do it, people. Uh, Corliss, I think that that's so important that people hear um, those words. You know, a lot of us, we have, uh, we hold on to fears and um, sometimes you just have to jump out there And I'm telling you, I have been enjoying um, making, I I don't want to sound like this, but I've been enjoying making mistakes sometimes because I know from the mistakes, um, I'm learning how to grow, but somebody has some, it was so profound, but I'm not going to worry about it right now. I may have to share it later, but um, I'm, I'm, because I know I'm learning how to, you know, uh, make things work. So I I appreciate hearing that. Um, And I also want to ask Liana, um, do you have any final words uh, that you would like to share as well uh, with our viewers? Man, I just, um, I just enjoy so much just listening to Corliss share about her journey, Um, being a businesswoman who, um, you know, kind of took that leap of faith into something that you just kind of had a knack for and and we're able to kind of look around and said I have something here and so I just appreciate hearing about your journey as a mother and as a businesswoman um and and I just appreciate that I mean there's so many things that can hold us back when we're trying to figure out what's our next move um Mm -hmm. and I think you just shared like sometimes you just have to jump and whether it's a career change you're going to change in companies or you're just jumping out there on your own to to be your own your own boss I think it's all a part of um you know our our evolution as people but especially right now as women right and so we're talking about women's history and so it's just amazing to talk to and hear from um 
an amazing businesswoman on your journey and how you turned this into um, this this wonderful brand that you have. So I love it. Yeah, it's really exciting. If I can just just say it again, that you um, have learn to reinvent yourself. And when I say reinvent yourself, when the pandemic hit, a lot of people was like, oh, what am I going to do? You had already pivoted and figured out how to transition so that you can uh, continue selling and continue thriving. And as well as, you know, involving your daughter on your day-to-day transactions or day-to-day schedule, I would say. And I also have to add too, you know, I would not I sent out a, an e-blast, an e, like a, a news, my, a little newsletter for, for today to my um, email list. And the biggest thing I want to say is that I would not be here right now if it was not for the support of other women. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. When I moved here mm-hmm. back to home, I had a really hard time. I had a hard time adjusting. Um, on a personal note, I was going through a, a divorce. And having a, you know, a babe, like a brand new toddler, like mm-hmm. infant at the time, all the while just trying to figure myself out. And if I had not had my mother, if I had not had my friends from afar that I could call, um, especially in just what I kind of called like my dark days, I mean, my dark days for me, which is when I got laid off, like I mentioned, is that's when I was able to really sit with myself and sitting with yourself can be a very scary thing. But I was able to sit with myself and really think, what what do I have here? What can I do? And I tell people sometimes when the pandemic hit, I was kind of in my own world, like I was in my own pandemic, like weirdness. <laughs> like. Um, it was hard. And so when the pandemic came to be, I was kind of like, oh, I was already like isolated from people in a bit and re recalibrating my life. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have been able to do any of that if it hadn't been from the encouragement and push and drive and people telling me, you have something here, run with it. And then the universe telling me, obviously these corporate jobs aren't working out for you because of budget issues or whatever. So that was my answer. I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that is uh, it's, it's awesome. And um, I just hope that any uh, champion parents uh, that are uh, watching, uh, please know that you know that you can do it. Don't doubt yourself, um, and and it's normal to doubt yourself. So I don't want to make it seem like it's not, but it's normal. But you know you got to pick up and just do it. You know, and and you have to understand when people when you have people that's trying to either shut you down or don't want you to do what you do. Sometimes it's their fear. So do not allow others to uh, inflict their fears uh, on you. Um, so I just want to say thank you again, uh, uh, Corliss, for coming. Um, this is uh, it, it showed me a lot, you know, about you. I learned a lot about your family and and the values that you all have, you know, and your mom. Uh, Sora Corliss, uh, uh, mom, Sheffield uh, Williams, uh, yes. was saying that she was glad that she got a chance to see this. So, hey. Oh, is she on? It worked? She did, yeah. Yep, she chimed in. And um, <laughs> I don't know if she's still on, but she did chime in. And I want to give a quick shout out to some of our other viewers. Hey, Cousin Clint and Miss Dorothy. Miss Dorothy is uh, Miss April's mom. Hey, we love you. 
and uh, John Boy Denson. I don't know if he's still on, but uh, thank you for chiming in. Orlando, uh, our friend, our brother, Orlando uh, Bogans, uh, was giving a shout out to Liana. Liana, I don't know if you're still here, but uh, Mr. Bogans was giving you a shout out. Hey, Amelia. Hi. Hi. Yeah. It's so good to see you. Yes, we've heard so much about you. Yes. <laughs> On and you and and listen, see, I talk about uh Corliss having style, Amelia has style for days. I okay. love it. I love it. <laughs> Look at which is one of the dresses. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> oh, I Fashion, love it. Yes, yes. And um, Leanne, I don't know if you heard me, but uh, Mr. Uh, Bogans um gave you a shout out as well. Um, uh, yeah, okay, what is friend Orlando? Yes, 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 yes. Orlando. Yes, great to see you. So Champion Parents, as always, uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, please remember, Champion Parents, if you are interested in chatting with us, feel free uh, to share. You know, reach out to us, let us know, um, but continue to do what you do. Do not allow, allow fear to hold you back. As crazy as it may sound, but you may, uh, uh, but if it's something you love, just do it, just do it, just do it. As uh, Corla said, do it, do it, do it, and um, you will be fine. Um, so again, thanks for tuning in. You can email us. Uh, we are in this uh, together. We're still in this together. We're still in a pandemic. You know, whether you choose to get the vaccine or not, we're still here. But hey, still wear your mask, uh, your hand sanitizer, still watch social distancing. Because, you know, some people, some of y'all out here living your best life and you're, you're tripping <laughs> a little bit. So, uh -huh. <laughs> so we're going to keep our... Uh, yeah, so be mindful, uh, stay socially distanced and um, distant. And um, thank you for tuning in. And until next time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, nice celebrate you. Women's Day. Celebrate a woman in your life. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Women's um, Month, though. It's yeah, Women's I, I Month, yes. Yeah, something different. So yeah, celebrate. Think day, but I think it's month, so that's awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh -huh. so happy Women's Month. Yes, yep. absolutely. Alrighty, see you next week. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, thank you.